大家好，我是 Lydia， 欢迎来到国际聊天室。Hey everyone, I'm Lydia. You're listening to International Talk. 介绍今天的来宾之前，我想快速宣布一下，我最近开了一个新的 YouTube 频道 Lydia Muir Film， 之后会陆续发一些旅游和生活的 Vlog， 欢迎各位搜寻和订阅我的新频道。Before I introduce my guest today, I'd like to announce that I have a new YouTube channel. Lydia Muir Film, where I'll be posting vlogs from my travels and my life. It would mean so much to me if you could check it out and subscribe. Now back to the show. 今天的来宾是我的好朋友 Sam。他从小在美国 South Carolina 长大，妈妈是台湾人，爸爸是中国人。他今天会跟我们分享南卡罗来纳州的生活、宗教学校的环境、在瑞典交换的故事，还有搬来台湾的感觉。Today I had the pleasure of talking to my friend Sam. She's from South Carolina, and her parents are from Taiwan and China. Today, I'll talk about life in South Carolina, studying in a religious school, exchange stories from Sweden, and moving to Taiwan. So, without further ado, let's begin. Welcome, Sam. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So, let's start with that one question everyone hates: Where are you from? I'm from Irmo, South Carolina, in the U.S. And your parents are from? My mom's from Taiwan, and my dad's from China. But you spent your whole life in South Carolina, right? I was actually born in Hong Kong, but I moved to the U.S. when I was two. So pretty much. Have you lived in any other countries? I lived in Singapore for a year when I was in third grade because my dad's a professor and he did his sabbatical there. I studied abroad my junior year of college in Stockholm, Sweden, and besides just traveling around over the summers, that's pretty much it. And now you're living in Taiwan. Yeah, and now I'm living in Taiwan. You only moved here a year ago, right? Less than just almost, a year. yeah, almost a year. It'll be a year in only two months. <gasps> wow, time yeah. flies. Yeah, I still remember the day I met you. It was your first week in Taiwan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it? it was my first. Well, my second week out of quarantine. Yeah. But basically, because that first week I was just sitting at my apartment, so、yeah. I hadn't really like done anything. That's why I was so like awkward because I was like, "How do I be a person?" <laughs> Since two weeks in quarantine. Honestly, that happens though. I didn't think it would happen to me because I'm such an extrovert. But then after my ten days quarantine, I had ten days because when we got、oh, COVID,、yeah. it was ten days. And when I came out, I felt like an introvert. I was like, "Oh, socializing? What?" And、yeah. I remember people would be like, "Oh, let's have dinner," and I was like, "Oh, that's hard." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I'm nervous. Like, why am I? I've never had this before. Yeah, it's weird." That's why when like all all the people at your school were like, "Oh, she's so nervous." I was like, "Yeah, because I don't even know how to like be a person. What do you mean <laughs> I gotta like hang out with kids? I don't even know how to hang out with adults right now." And they were just like thrown in with a bunch of kids. Yeah, and I was, that's why I was like half like out of everything. Just, just <laughs> tell me what to do. I'll, it'll all catch up eventually. <laughs> It really、yeah. is an interesting experience. Quarantine. I think that no one expected yeah, for <laughs> that、sure. to happen. <laughs> hopefully, it's almost over. No more quarantine soon. Yep. Hopefully. So, how many languages do you speak? One and <laughs> a fourth, I think. <laughs> the, the fourth is your Chinese. Yeah. Sometimes at school, I'm like, maybe my five-year-olds know more than I do. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I know more than them. So I don't know. But I feel like your Chinese has improved this year too. I I think I can understand more. I know more like words like Wei Tang. <laughs> like I don't. I can be like <laughs> order I, when、yeah. you can order your bubble tea in Chinese. You know you've made it. <laughs> yeah. And I and then when they like ask me like oh Zai Ju and so like that, I'm like. Well, yo, like、uh, now I'm, I don't just be like what? Like、uh, I know things now. 
<laughs> the other day, someone told me they're like, "Oh, you're really local Taiwanese because you know Zaiju," and I was like, "Really? I thought that was just like you know." And they're like, "No, no, no if you know Zaiju, it's like, oh, so I'm local. a local now." Yeah. Sometimes when I like pull it out with like maybe people from school, I'll be like, "Yeah, I have one." <laughs> they're like impressed. They're like, "Oh, yeah," because like apparently I guess foreigners don't know it or they don't use it, so it's like, "Oh, Zaiju, oh, you know Zaiju." Yeah, I had no idea until I got here, and then like at least like the first month, every time they'd like ask me like Zaiju, I'd be like, "Still don't what? know what that is." <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. But now I know, so I made it. That's a good test. So if we know it, we're local. Yeah. <laughs> and did you pick up any Swedish when you were in Sweden? I know, like, hey, and like, tuck, which is like, thank you. That's how that's how I'd pretend I'd know Swedish when I go to the grocery store, because they don't really like talk to you, and they'd be like, hey, and I'd be like, hey, and then they'd like scan me, and then I'd be like, tuck, and I'd leave. And so I'd be like, did they think I know Swedish? Maybe, but probably not. So tuck is thank you? Yeah. Tuck. That's really easy. Also, people speak very good English there. Think, yeah,、right? like everyone. I think they start they start learning really early. But I actually did like a visiting host family program, so like I didn't like live with them, but I'd like meet up with them. And I think the youngest in that family was maybe like third or fourth grade. But like his, he was learning English in school, but he couldn't like have conversations yet. I think a few of the older ones, they were just like too nervous to like speak in English.、Mm-hmm. But like they start really early, so everyone like speaks English.、So. Yeah, I do feel like the adults definitely have good English. Yeah, and what do you do now in Taiwan? I teach four and five year olds English at a preschool. <laughs> If you have any any students in Banchal, then、uh, yeah, look look for me. Look for Sam. Yeah, she's an English teacher. And what do you do in your free time in Taiwan? I'd like to like travel around more. Usually, since I'm pretty tired from like work, I'll just hang out with friends or just. Hang out at home. <laughs> Which places do you still want to visit? I haven't been to the south much. I still haven't been to Tainan. So all the other islands, like Green Island. Oh, someone was telling me about Penghu the other day. That was really nice. Just all those places, I guess. <laughs> Sam and I have been to Orchid Island together. That、yeah. was really really nice. I think that was the coolest place I've been so far. That was really.、Nice. I think the islands in general in Taiwan are some of my favorite places. The islands are just really. I don't know. They just feel like you really are on holiday. It's so different、yeah. to Taipei, I think.、So、yeah, very different. But we should go to Green Island. Green Island is my favorite.、Still. Oh yeah, I still haven't gone. Yeah, it's my favorite. We should go. You also have other hobbies though. Don't、oh. hide your hobbies. <laughs> <laughs>、um, what else do I do? I used to crochet a lot, but then like I go through like phases. So I was in like a crochet phase for the past month. I also bullet journal some just for fun. Technically kombucha. We did. Oh yeah, I still didn't finish mine. It's still in the fridge. Me too. I still have that small bottle you gave me.、Yeah. Vivian and I talked about kombucha in her episode too.、Um, her interview. Her is this still sitting in my fridge? Vivian, come pick it up. <laughs> Call out to Vivian. She also does crocheting, I think. Oh, she does um embroidery. embroidery sorry, embroidery. That's、yeah. I always mix them up. Is crocheting hard? Not really. I mean, the first time I learned, I think I was like seven or eight. You know, when you go to like a store and they just have like those kits where it's like teach yourself how to crochet. I was like seven, and I was like, because I'm like into like crafting and stuff, so I was like, ooh, let me teach myself. And all I did was teach myself how to crochet in one line, and I couldn't figure out how to like turn and go to like the next line. And like my mom knew because she like learned when she was little, so she like tried to like teach me. But like all I did was crochet really long lines, and then I gave up. And then I had a roommate, my. Freshman year of high school, no, college, and she was like really into crochet and stuff, and so she taught me again, and now that's why I do it again. <laughs> What have you crocheted recently? Um, I finished a really big pizza blanket. I just saw、Ooh. it, and I was like, "That's what I'm gonna do." And then I spent like so much money on yarn.、And、then I accidentally bought too much, so then I made another mini pizza blanket because I was like, "What else am I gonna do with this yarn?" So, and you finished them already. The second pizza blanket, I have like the pizza done, but I have to do like all the little toppings and have to like sew it on. So 
That Sewing sounds on's really part. cool. It was it was nice. You should send me a picture, then I can show everyone. Okay. I'll show it you. sounds really cool. A pizza blanket. So it's basically just a blanket, but it has a pizza on it. It's like a whole pizza. And it's just a blanket because it's like yarn. Oh, yeah. cool. And what are you going to make next? I don't know. I, like last summer when we started like lockdown and stuff, I was really into making like really cute little like animals, like stuffed animals. So like at home, we had like way too many. Like we have this piano and all of the piano was like full of them. And then my mom was kind of like, what are we going to do with these? I did sell a few to like friends and stuff. But now I'm like, if I keep making more, what am I going to do with them? So You should do it as a side job. You should request them and then like... I like, yeah, I thought about it because my sister for like her company, they did like a Christmas thing where you could like have like a Christmas shop and like make things. And so my sister and I sold maybe like three things. So we were like, uh, maybe not. You should do it on request. Then it's like... Yeah, I'll know? do it when like friends like see that I made it and they'll be like, ooh, I want one. So like I've I made a few things for friends. So maybe at least like... Or you can give none. them to the kids as rewards. As like a prize, you know? I'd rather make money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, you just start as giving them as prizes and then when the parents right. ask you, where did you get this? Be like, oh, actually... I made it. So you should pay me. Yeah, <laughs> I sell them. Would you like one? <laughs> yeah. But honestly... Be kind of scared to be like, because they're like, like even though they are stuffed animals, I'm like, don't ruin it. Like some of the way those kids play, I'm like, hmm, be careful. That's true. They're not the, they're not the most gentle. Yeah, I have to really make sure they're like sewed on tight and like their stuffing will go like flying. Potential side hustle. Keep yeah. it in mind. If anybody wants to request one, you know where to find Sam. I'll tag her. <laughs> He said he from South Carolina, Nankalolina, Zhou. 他说：“所以他那时候有点尴尬，因为刚经历隔离。”我说：“隔离完真的会这样？连像我这么外向的人经历了十天的隔离之后，对于社交也会感到有点紧张跟尴尬。”接着我问他会集中语言，他说：“一
。我问他，他有没有特别想去哪里旅游？他说他还没有去过南部，像台南，还有很多小岛，像是绿岛、澎湖等等。之前我和 Sam 有一起去蓝屿玩，他说目前是他去过最喜欢的地方。我个人最喜欢去的地方都是外岛，因为跟平常台北都市的感觉很不一样，真的会有种放假的感觉。Sam 也喜欢手作，他前阵子很喜欢钩针编织 crochet， 还有防弹笔记本。我们也有一起做康普茶。我问他钩针编织会不会很难，他觉得还好。他一开始买了那种自学的材料包，但是他后来只会编一条长长的线，所以他就放弃了。后来他发现他的室友很厉害，就有教他。他最近最新的作品是一个 pizza blanket， 就是一个长得很像披萨的毯子。他也会自己做小娃娃。我建议他可以做一些拿来卖，或是如果有人想定做娃娃，也可以当做额外的收入。他说他会想想看。认识 Sam 之后，让我们来再听听他的一些故事和经验的分享。Let's continue with the second part of the interview. So now that everyone knows a little bit more about you, let's dive into a little bit more about your background. So tell us about South Carolina. I feel like it's not one of the places that we hear about. You know, we always hear about New York, LA, San Francisco, Chicago, even. But I've never heard anything about South Carolina. What is life there like? Well, honestly, not surprised because honestly, I don't think everyone in the U.S. even knows where South Carolina is. And a lot of times they're like Carolina, like they don't even really know like North or South. So when you say South, like they're honestly just like. But the only thing we're really known for is we have Charleston, which was like a really, really old city, like one of the first English settlements, Charlestown, Charleston.、Oh. So it's really historic and pretty there. We do have a lot of like plantations, you know, the South, and we have nice beaches. It's about、oh. it. So if you go to South Carolina, go for the beaches. Is it very different to North Carolina? I mean, North Carolina has beaches too, but I think we have more and they're better. So <laughs> I would say South Carolina beaches are better. So go for the beaches. Yes, but unfortunately, I didn't grow up on the beach area. We were like right in the middle of the state. It's kind of like a triangle. So we're like in the middle. In the suburbs, so not even like in the city. We were in the suburbs, so there was like nothing there. Is life there very different to the rest of the U.S.? I mean, I think because it's like the suburbs, like it's kind of similar to like all other suburbs, where it's like you really only have like chain stores, chain restaurants. Everyone you know has like neighborhoods, houses. You have like your backyard and stuff. So I think like in that way, it's really similar to the rest of like suburbia. So I think the suburbs are like similar. Is it really big? South Carolina. I have no idea. South Carolina is not that big. Oh, okay. Like we have like a few big cities, not even like big, big, but like our big cities. We have maybe like three, like our capital, Charleston. We have another one in the north called Greenville. Those are like maybe people will know, maybe we'll get like tourists and stuff, especially like to the beaches. But like all the rest of South Carolina, no one goes there. It's maybe like like I don't know, some farms, some like just nothing. So it's like <laughs> really rural area.、Kind、There's、of. a lot of rural areas, yeah. And like even on like the way to school, you would pass like. A random farm and like random cows, random sheep, just like on the side of the road. Because like suburbs, you know, they get developed pretty fast. Like you know, chains move them and stuff. So there's still like some leftover like farmland. Like my school was like right next to a farm, so there's just like this random patch of grass that we just couldn't go into because there were like snakes. So like、Ooh. random things like that. Snakes. Yeah. And maybe, but maybe they just did it to scare us so we wouldn't run away from school. Like who <laughs> <Maybe> . knows? <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't go over there. Like there's snakes. Now that I'm a teacher, I'm like, oh, the lies that adults tell. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Does that mean it's a lot safer there because it's suburbs? Yeah, there's because it's more like families who go to live there. Yeah, there's not much going on, so I guess you could say it's safer. <laughs> Better than the big cities. Yeah, for sure. 
What do you miss from there since living here? From Irmo, not that much because there wasn't anything like super special that I couldn't get from like other parts. I will say from like the south, I miss like like fried seafood, like southern food, like mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, like hush puppies, like deep fried like catfish. I think that's mostly it, just the food. So it's a lot of fried food. Yeah, like you can fry like anything. <laughs> Is that like a southern thing? Like, they, we have, like yeah, we have like fried ice cream and stuff like that. So I think I've seen that here too. Oh, is it like the milk stuff too? Where they I like think fry so. It? Yeah, yeah, they fry yeah. fried milk at the night market here. Is it yeah. similar to I that? Think, yeah, it's like the same idea. Oh, interesting. So the southern has like fried food. I know you always talk about fried chicken. Yeah, lots and of fried chicken. Your ranch sauce. Oh yeah, I miss ranch. Real ranch. You have to describe it because we don't know what ranch is here. Well, it's like, people always ask, like, is it like mayonnaise? I'm like, no, it's not mayonnaise. It's better than mayonnaise. A lot of times it's got, like, these herbs. I don't know. You just got to try it. Like, I don't know how it tastes. It's its own thing. You said it's, like, garlicky, right? A little bit. A lot of times people, I think there might be garlic in it, but a lot of times it'll be, like, garlic and herb ranch. That's, like, the best kind. But you can, like, put it on anything. Pizza, chicken. Honestly, sometimes you kind of just, like, if it, like, gets into your, like, your mac and cheese or whatever, it's, like, on the same plate, kind of just, like, eat it. It goes with everything. It goes with everything. Yeah. All right. If I go to the U.S., I will definitely try and find yeah, real some ranch. proper ranch. I've been looking for it. <laughs> trying to find some in Taiwan. But I think you said Chili's was okay, right? Yeah. It's what not the like one? the best, but I'll, I'd eat a lot of it. <laughs> so something else that I think is interesting from your past is that you went to a very religious school growing up, right? Yeah. I went to Baptist school, and what? it was tiny. It was like, you know, in like the old... American like when you know the country was still developing they had like one room schoolhouses and it's like all the kids and like the small town would like go to school but there was only be one teacher and like all the grades are in one room that was like basically the style of my school it was like I think the biggest class was maybe like five kids in one grade what and so we'd literally be in one room and they'd have dividers and we'd all have desks we'd have one real teacher, like an actual person. All the ages would share one teacher. Yeah, because we would watch videos of teachers from another school. So we would have like headphones and we'd be like watching TV, but it's a teacher. That's so crazy. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Wow. I did not, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. So I was there from kindergarten to fifth grade, except for that one year when I was in Singapore and I was like, wow, this is real school. I have one (laughs) teacher. I have like 25 classmates. This real school, like, yeah. Real school. What were the rules there? Because I know, like, religious schools always yeah, have this, like... we had a really strict dress code. Like, they test us. Like, girls had to wear, like, skirts and dresses, like, cover, like, your shoulders and everything. You had to make sure it was past your knees. If it was, like, mm, we're not sure, they'd, like, make you kneel on the ground to see if it, like, touched the floor. <gasps> and if it, like, didn't, they'd be like, oh, you can't wear that dress again. Sometimes, like, you'd have to wear, like, a sweater, you know, like, you could never wear, like, you know, sleeveless. Shoulders wow. had to be covered. And, like... In the summer, too? Well, like, there wasn't really school in the summer. Oh, right. <laughs> but still, it's, like, warm in, like, May. Like- yeah. I mean, like, you can wear, like, short sleeves and stuff, but... Oh, okay. We always had to wear dresses or skirts. And, like, that was kind of hard, because my mom was always like, ugh, gotta go buy more dresses. At the after Easter sale, she'd always be like, ooh, let's get all these dresses while they're on sale. <laughs> That's so crazy that girls had to wear dresses. Yeah, I I don't really know why. I guess because, you know, they're kind of, like, traditional where they're, like, guys wear pants, girls wear, like, dresses and stuff like that. Like, guys had to wear – they could never wear shorts. They had to wear, like, slacks. I don't think they could wear jeans unless they were, like, dark wash jeans, like, no holes. And they had to wear, like, polo shirts or button-downs. We could never wear T-shirts. Wow. Yeah. And your curriculum, like, the stuff that you learned, was it all around religion? 
we would always have a Bible class in the morning, and then our school wasn't really, like, because we'd have, you know, like, math and, like, phonics and stuff like that, and, like, science. I mean, some of the science stuff was kind of, you know, like, God would be in there. And then, <laughs> like, he'd just be like, I don't know, sometimes he'd come up. And then... God would just randomly show yeah. up in different classes. Oh, there was one thing. I feel like if I say this, like, and then, like, they do watch this, they'll be like, they know who said this. But, like, we'd have... Because, you know, like, every state has, like, you know, statewide, like, testing. So we'd have to do testing. And, like, you know, religious people, they don't believe in, like, evolution. And so they're like, we aren't made from, like, animals. Like, you know, God created us in his image. We didn't, like, evolve. And so, like, they'd be like, but this is, like, the statewide testing. We didn't, like, write it. There's going to be a question about evolution and if you get the answer wrong on purpose like that's fine because we came from god we didn't evolve from animal like they were like you got to know this like they were really strict about that like they so were you like, could get that question wrong on purpose yeah just to like, prove no. a point just to be like no god made us we're not from animals but did they would they grade the test no it was like so eight. you would get a lower score because yeah of <laughs> but they were like it's okay you can god miss will, this answer god will reward you yeah right? god will be like happy <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. So when you left, did you know that was happening when you were in that school? Like, I know you were so young, but like, did you realize that this is not how everyone thinks? Or is it only after you left that school that you were like, wait a minute? Oh, it definitely was when I left. Like when I was growing up, like everyone, like a lot of people in that school, because it was also like a church. It was a church and a school. So we would go there to school for like five days. And then on Sunday, we'd go there for church. And it was always like the same people. The people who went to school there went to church there. <laughs> so like we were a very small like group. And a lot of them were like people who had been in the church for like a really long time, like their families had been. So it was always like the same kids and like they grew up with that way. So like all of us were always just like, okay, this is how it always is. And then I went to public school for the first time in, like, seventh grade, and I was like, well, I still didn't know anything. Like, I was completely, like, oh, just living <laughs> in my own little, like, bubble. And then I think maybe, like, high school, that's when I was kind of like, oh, I don't think I really want to, like, keep going to, like, church. Maybe because I wanted to sleep in on Sundays, but I was like, I don't think I always want to go to church. But definitely in college, I was like, hmm, I don't think it's always <laughs> like this. <laughs> There's a lot of other ideas in the world. Yeah, but for sure I totally was just like, okay, this is what I've learned, like, my entire life. It's such a bubble. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, because, yeah, because you just don't know what else is out there. So, like, it's such a bubble. Like, no wonder yeah. why people get very stuck in these things because they, yeah. don't, they don't have any other information sources or, like, options. Like, they Yeah, I think. think being in, like, like, the suburbs, it's already, like, kind of small. But when you, like, narrow it down to, like, just being in christian school church like it's even like it's even smaller like you don't really know what's out there what made you choose not to go there anymore so when you moved to public school in seventh grade what, why it was, was that mostly like my parents they weren't like members of the church so if you want to go there for middle school and high school you have to be like members of the church so like even though my family would go to church there we weren't ever like members like yeah because you i don't know exactly what you have to do but like you have to like go to church even more like my parents would only like they're down for like sunday morning but like <laughs> not sunday night not wednesday unless it was like a special event but like they were like sunday morning is good enough for us so, Wait, so they never joined if your parents weren't like uh, members or like really like extremely like religious people why did they choose to let you go to that school i think mostly it was the curriculum because they took their curriculum from a school in florida that was also like a christian school like i learned like grammar and stuff that was like way ahead of like the public school in the area so when we first moved there my sister actually went to the public school that we're all zoned for because you know in the u.s they like 
zone you based on where you live. Mm-hmm. And so the public school that we're close to is actually like pretty bad. It's like lower level and like it's one of the cuz like in the US they you know have levels where they have programs where they'll like if you teach at this school then like I don't know maybe they'll like pay you something cuz it's like one of those schools where it's like they know it's like worse education so they want mm-hmm. to like attract teachers so like my mom put my sister in there for kindergarten and then she was like uh maybe not <laughs> and so then after that that's when she like I think my how old was my sister I don't know so but mainly, she went there for a few years and my mom was like nah so it's mainly because of teaching quality that's yeah the only reason. I mean I get it I guess because I I did like learn a lot more I feel like when I went to public school, I definitely had, like, better, like, writing skills and grammar. And some of the stuff that I, like, covered in, like, history, like, we'd already learned it before, Mm. like, I got there. So I guess it makes sense. I guess it's also a benefit of having small classes because, like, you have a lot more teacher like even though it's through tv but like you you know there's a lot more like in small groups it's easier to learn faster i think yeah and like even though my parents are religious they weren't like like it definitely wasn't like because this is a religious school like it was mostly because of like the quality of education interesting that's so fascinating (laughs) okay so then um then in college that's when you went to sweden for your your study abroad um, why did you choose Sweden? Did you choose it? Mm-hmm. Honestly, because I had to go for one of my majors, basically. Like, you have to pick, like, a program. So I went for psychology because I have, like, other majors. But I was able to, like, also take classes to fulfill some credits for my other major. So that was part of the reason. But also I was like, let me just pick somewhere where, like, I totally never go by myself. And so it was Sweden. So I was like, I'd never just like randomly go to Sweden because like, I wouldn't know what to do there. So I was like, let me just go live there. And like, no one else from my school picked it. Even that program, there was only me and another girl who went to Copenhagen. That's like the same program, but two different locations. And we were the only two in our whole school that went. So I just wanted to do something different because people go like to Spain and like England and do like you know the typical countries to study abroad in but I was like let me do something that I wouldn't be able to randomly go to one day. So what did you learn about Swedish culture because I was thinking about before this interview and I was like the only thing I know about Sweden is Ikea and meatballs. Yeah I did go to Ikea and I did eat meatballs they're good (laughs) they have like these vegetarian meatballs too. I think it was, like, the biggest one in Ikea that my friend and I, like, we went there. We were, like, let's take this bus because we, like, kind of live far away. But we are like, we got to go to the biggest Ikea in Sweden. <laughs> and it was fun. But what else is there? Oh, I learned a lot about, like, they have this thing called, like, fika, which is just, like, like an afternoon, like, coffee. Or, like, you know, you get together with a friend and you, like, chill. So that was kind of, like, a thing that we were all, like, ooh, Sweden, fika. So <laughs> we were, we were, like, always would go because they have really good pastries. So we'd always, like, meet up with friends and we'd eat, like, lots of pastries. Ooh, because I had, like, a visiting host family. It was kind of suspicious now that I, like, look back on it. But it was the second time I met them. The first time I met them, we, like, met for, like, Ika, like, coffee. And then the next time, they're like, oh, you should come to our house. And so I was like, okay. It was, like, pretty far away. Like, I had to take, like, an hour on, like, the train, like, their MRT. And I take, like, a bus. And I was like, we're going, like, far-ish, kind of out of Stockholm. And it was, like... I guess the suburbs of Sweden it was all just like rows of houses. I was like, this is very like neat and very like orderly. And then they were like, oh, let's go to the woods and let's go hunt for mushrooms. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was this like, sounds like that movie. And that was when, yeah, Midsummer came out, but I hadn't seen it yet because my friends and I were like, oh, maybe not while we're in Sweden. And so like they took me into the forest. It had just rained. So they were like, oh, we don't know like if we're going to find that many mushrooms. So there I was just walking around in the forest trying to find mushrooms. And I was, and like, they like drove us somewhere. And I was like, I have no idea where we're Were they going. actual mushrooms? Or were they, yeah, like, it was were like, they like mushrooms? It was so. like, you know, those fancy ones, like chanterelles or whatever, the ones that kind of look like horns. 
So they're really pretty, oh, actually. Okay. <laughs> so they were actually just, they really just wanted to show you yeah, these special Yeah, they were like, that's okay. like something that we do. We like pick mushrooms. So I was like, okay. And so we like, we just walked around. I think it was a little bit past like prime mushroom hunting season. So it was like kind of empty. It was kind of rainy. But I was like, let me get this authentic Swedish experience. <laughs> and then I think like, because there were like three young kids and like, I think one of them like did not want to go mushroom hunting. He was like throwing a fit and I was just sitting there in the car like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> But we did find a lot of mushrooms, and then they, like, they showed me how to, like, clean it, because you're not supposed to, like, wash them. You, like, brush them and stuff. They, like, cooked it up into, like, soup and then, like, fried it on, like, toast, and it was good. But I was like, this could have turned out really differently. (laughs) You went by yourself? Yeah, it was just me. Wow, you're so brave. I would have been, like, uh, since I got on that bus being, like, where am I? Yeah, part of me was, like... The school would know. They're the one who oh, assigned me this family. Like, if I disappeared. <laughs> the school organized it. Okay, that's yeah. true. That's true. But still, I feel like if I would have heard, like, we're going mushroom hunting, I would have been, like, midsummer, like, watching. Honestly, this happened a week after one of my friends went out with her visiting host family, and they're like, we're going to take you into the woods, and we're going to show you, like, these, um, like, Viking ruins just in the forest. And so they went into the forest just looking for these Viking ruins, and we were all just like, you're gonna make it back right everything's like good and so like that happened a week after i was like she's fine like i should be be good so the swedish host families just like to take people into the forest yeah i think they're just like so excited to be like "Ooh, let me show you what we have over here so so it's a lot of forests they have yeah they're they're really into like nature so Mm -hmm. they have like a lot of like parks and like hiking so I actually did an outdoor, like, LLC, which is, like, a living learning community. But there's only, like, six of us because it's a pretty small program. And, like, once a week we would do, like, outdoor activities. So we went, like, camping. We did, like, rappelling off, like, cliffs and, like, climbing. Wow. That was like, probably one of the craziest things I've done because I've never done anything like that. That's why I did it. I was like, I'm never going to do this stuff, so let me try it. And they're really into, like, nature. So you could, like, in Stockholm, it's, like, pretty amazing. You could, like, get off at the MRT and you can, like, walk just, like, not that far. And then you have, like, this huge lake to just, like, hike around. And, like, that's, like, a thing where they're, like, oh, we, like, have to have, like, nature in the city, even though it's, like, a city. Which I think it's, like, one of the really special things about Stockholm because, like, sometimes you, like, don't even, like, feel like you're in the city. Mm. I feel like that's one thing Taiwan doesn't have, you know. Uh, There is hiking, but I feel like like lakes and like more water. I feel like Taiwan is you get that city feel more. Yeah, that's true. Or Taipei at least. <laughs> yeah, Taipei for sure. Yeah, I've been to Stockholm actually, and I remember when I went there. I went to visit the there's like a a famous ship or a boat. Oh yeah, 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 the Vasa Museum. Yeah, that's it. And I remember it just being so like in awe. It was so so cool that they had it still there. And yeah, like, I remember I really liked it. Was it called the Vasa Museum? Do you remember like the story? No. But it was I like, <laughs> I don't exactly remember all of it, but I know it was like, it was their first journey. Like, they were like heading out and they didn't even like make it past like that far and then just started like sinking and people had to like swim out. Oh, and yeah. then it just like sat in the water and because they didn't make it that far out, like the top pole was just like sticking out of the water and they were just like, what do we do? <laughs> and they had just like sat there for years until someone was like, maybe let's like do something. <laughs> and I remember because it was like, a, they planned it, right? So like, mm-hmm. I think I remember when I, when I went to look at it, they had all these things like, this is where they would put the food where they had the clothes like everything was all ready but then yeah, yeah like they didn't make it far like it just i think it was like maybe when they like built it something was like off and so it just started going like <laughs> but sweden does have really cool museums and a lot of them i think are free 
that's what we would do a lot on the weekends. We'd go to like all these free museums. I feel like, yeah, I'd love to go back. I feel like there are lots of things I didn't get to see when I went. So yeah, I'd definitely see more of the forest. Definitely never heard about mushroom picking. and <laughs> Maybe not ruins, by yourself. Definitely need a guide. <laughs> Find a local. Yeah. <laughs> so after Sweden, you went back to the U.S., finished your psychology degree mm-hmm. and then you came to Taiwan yeah what was that like moving here um I'm assuming you'd come to visit before so yeah you, you knew Taiwan a little bit but yeah I come in the summer to like visit family because my mom's family's still here so it wasn't too hard to like move here because I already kind of like knew what the people were like and like some of the layout since we'd like travel around or was there anything that shocked you or any like habits or anything that you were like whoa that's weird we don't I'm not used to this or not really. Nothing that w- was too, like, shocking. Maybe just, like, the like the lifestyle is different with, like, apartments. And I feel like maybe it's, like, smaller. Like, living spaces are smaller. So that was, I guess, getting, like, something to get used to. Because in the U.S., you have, like, so much space. And especially if in the suburbs, like, you all have, like, huge houses with, like, lots of space. So I guess this is your first time living in, like, a city city, right? Yeah. Someone actually recently told me, um, I had a friend come visit, and she was like, the streets are so loud. Like, when you walk on the street and you're talking yeah. to someone. And I actually never noticed it until she said it. And then the other day when I was walking on the street, I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. It's really noisy. <laughs> like, I never yeah. noticed it before. I think, yeah, that's part of it. It is a lot louder, but I think it's, like, not just, like, Taipei. I think it's, like, just moving to, like, any city. Mm. And I think another thing that... I had to, like, get used to was, like, having to, like, use public transportation or, like, basically, like, walk everywhere because I'm, like, okay, I'm cheap. I'm, like, let me just, like, walk there. But then it's, like, so hot and I'm, like, oh, Because, like, in the U.S. you drive everywhere That's so you true. just, like, sit there in the air conditioning. It's so nice. And you, when you walk and it's so hot, you're just, like, so sweaty. And you're, like, <laughs> That's true because you're used to driving everywhere yeah. and here, yeah. I'm too scared to drive here, so. (laughs) But you're a very good co-pilot. Thank you. (laughs) So moving on to the last part of the interview, I'm going to ask you the same two questions that I ask everyone. The first one is, what would be your biggest tip for someone who's learning a new language as an English teacher? (laughs) Um, I think one thing that I've noticed, like teaching different ages English, because I also teach like other ages and like after school classes, I think one of the main things is just like, being interested because a lot of kids they know they have to learn English and like they know like their parents are like making them learn English but then it's like so hard for them because they just maybe like I don't know maybe class is boring or they're like really tired but I can tell when like some kids are interested and like they want to learn more they definitely do much better like just having like that drive to like actually do something not I guess that is for like anything not just like learning a language but I think having, like, a motivation really helps. Yeah. So find out why you want to learn language and focus on Yeah, I on think that. maybe that. And I know, like, because I did think about, like, improving my Chinese before I came here. So I was like, oh, let me do Duolingo. Let me, like, finish it before I get to Taiwan. So that was, like, the first time that I... I still haven't finished it because I have, like, two levels left and I need to just, like, finish the last lesson. <laughs> but I've just been, like, too lazy to just get it done. I don't know why. But, like, I did, like, all those levels except those last two. And that was, like the most dedication I've put to something. Because I had, like, a timeline. I was like, I got to do it before I leave Taiwan. You or had a goal. leave to, yeah, go to Taiwan. So I find your motivation and set some goals. Yeah, maybe, like, give yourself a deadline. Yeah, that's a good plan. I feel like everyone works better when you have a deadline or a goal. Yeah. <laughs> and the last question, if you had one message to share with the audience, what would it be? It could be anything. It would just be to, like, go out there and try new things or, like, go new places because... Like, I grew up in some place, like, small and was all, like, 
routine, you know, we don't really like do much except for like go on vacations over the summer. And like that was where I was like, oh, there's like so much more to see like around the world, like even just outside of like South Carolina and like the whole of US, there's so many places to go and so many places I haven't been. But like being able to like travel in Europe when I went abroad and then even just like living here, there's so many different places to go and like things that you can see. So Trying new things, I think. I like that. Trying new things. Step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. Get out your bubble. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us today, Sam. It was really interesting. I learned a lot about Sweden and about religious school. <laughs> Lots of interesting stories. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Shoshian 他建议大家可以去海边走走他觉得很美他说他想念吃的像是炸海鲜啊我们之前有去吃不管几岁他说最严格就是穿着他说他们还是会学数学啊 读写等等, 
因为他们的考试是国家提供的，不是学校自己准备。可是因为在宗教里面，他们不相信有人类演化这件事情，因为他们相信人类是上帝创造的。所以要考试的时候，他们的老师就说，遇到这样的有关的题目的时候，你们可以故意答错，没有关系。可是因为毕竟考卷是其他老师在改，所以如果答错分是分数就会降低。可是他们的老师就说没有关系，因为是为了上帝，他会帮助你的。我很好奇一件事情，毕竟 Sam 从小在这个学校学习，他在读的时候，他有没有发现这些地方跟其他学校不太一样？还是他离开的时候才发现，原来不是每一间学校都像他们这样？他说绝对是离开之后才发现，因为。那个社区的人，除了都是那间学校的学生以外，也都住在同一个教会里面，所以对他们而言，这样的生活是很正常的，也没有任何外面的评论或是比较。国中的时候，他换到国立学校，他就发现有一些不同；可是到了高中跟大学，他才真正发现，原来世界上有很多人的生活跟他小时候差很多。我问他国中为什么会换到国立学校，他说因为其他爸妈不是教会的会员，然后他们也没有想要加入会员，所以必须转学。我问他如果爸妈当初不是会员，也不是因为信徒所以去读那个学校，当初为什么会选择这个宗教学校？他说纯粹是因为教学的品质，那时候他们有比较附近的国立学校和这个宗教学校，他们有发现。这个学校的课程比国立学校的还要困难，所以并不是因为宗教而选择了这个学校。Sam 也有发现，转学后他会的比同班同学多一些，所以他当初他觉得爸妈选择的是对的。上了大学之后 ，Sam 到了瑞典去交换。我问他当初为什么会选瑞典，他说那时候他想选一个平常不会去的一个国家。他说，身边很多同学去了西班牙、英国这种地方，但是他想选一个不一样的地方，所以选择了瑞典。我跟他说，我对瑞典的印象就是 IKEA 还有肉丸。他说，他的确有去当地的 IKEA， 也有吃肉丸。除了这个以外，他也有体验到有点像是当地的下午茶，叫做 Fika。他们的点心跟蛋糕类很好吃。另外一个比较特别的经验是他的 host family， 虽然他不是跟他们一起住，可是学校有帮他们安排一个家庭，是会关心他，然后带他走走。第二次见面的时候，他们邀请 Sam 去他们的家，虽然有点远，他坐了一小时的火车，还要再换公车，但是他想说，感觉是个不错的经验。到的时候，他发现那边很乡下，然后他的 host family 就说：“我们要带你去森林去找蘑菇。”现在回想，他觉得听起来有点恐怖，但当时他只是觉得他们很热心。还好，他们真的只是想带他去看看当地的蘑菇。他们说摘蘑菇是一件很常见的瑞典活动，他们还有教他怎么清洗蘑菇，因为不能用水洗，只能用刷子刷。后来他们还拿这个蘑菇去做蘑菇汤给他喝。非常有趣的一个经验，我跟他说，但是我听到这个故事，我觉得听起来很像是那种恐怖电影的开始。他说，另外一个同学的 host family 在前一周也有带那位同学到森林去看一些古迹，所以他就有比较放心的去。还好那些人真的只是很热心，想带他去看森林。那边的人很喜欢户外活动，所以他在那边也有体验到露营啊，还有悬崖速降等类型的活动。他们非常爱大自然，所以到处都有公园啊、湖啊、河等等。Stockholm 就是瑞典的首都，也有很多免费的博物馆。Sam 说很推荐大家可以去看看。交换结束后 ，Sam 回到了美国，读完他的心理学学士之后，去年就搬来台湾。
，我问他那是什么样的感觉，毕竟他以前只有来过暑假，这是他第一次真正的住在台湾。他说其实没有到很困难，因为其实很多东西他都已经很熟悉，可能让他比较不习惯的地方就是，毕竟台湾比较小，空间也比较小，跟美国比起来，那边的房子很大，路也很宽。我说，毕竟这也是他第一次住在一个都市里。最近我有个外国朋友跟我说，他觉得台北很吵，就是走在路上有时候会听不到旁边的人说什么。他讲了之后，我才有体会到，好像真的台湾跟台北，特别是台北都市，那个杂音很多。另外一个当初要习惯的是使用交通工具，还有走路，因为他在美国的时候，不管去哪里一定都是开车，但是他在台湾如果不是搭捷运。或是公车，他就是走路，而且他现在也蛮喜欢走路。虽然他觉得非常热，可是他觉得很方便，又可以省钱。他说他不敢在台北开车。到了结尾，我问他有没有什么建议可以给想学一个新的语言的人。以他的教学经验，他观察到的是，学生只要没有动力，真的就很难学习。所以动力很重要。你一定要找到一个为什么你想学这个语言的原因，另外也可以帮自己设定一个时间期限或是一个目标，这样可以提升动力。最后我问他有没有什么话想送给听众们 ，Sam 说他想鼓励大家多去尝试新的经验，无论是到国外走走，或是在自己的国家多探险，他觉得都很不错。再次感谢 Sam 今天和我们分享这么多关于 South Carolina 宗教教育的环境，还有在瑞典交换的精彩故事。最后也提醒大家多去尝试一些新的经验，多去走走和探险，毕竟世界真的很大。如果喜欢今天的音频，请记得帮我们打五颗星，也可以在 IG 帮我们分享，记得泰国让我看见。在 IG 只要搜寻 International Talk。底线 Podcast 有你们的回馈和分享，让我更有动力继续制作访谈。Thank you again to Sam for taking the time to share with us so many interesting stories. I learned a lot about South Carolina, growing up in a religious school, mushroom hunting in the woods of Sweden, and how she felt moving to Taiwan. Finally, a reminder to everyone to try new things and to explore the world. If you also enjoyed this interview and the podcast in general, it would mean so much to me if you could give us a five-star rating and follow me on social media, International Talk underscore Podcast. Your comments and feedback help to keep me motivated, so please don't be shy. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time. 我们下次见喽。